Hello and welcome to this podcast with Pastor Tony Paolo, recorded live at Restoration Church of Rhode Island. Enjoy today's message. Look at first, uh, first Chronicles, that's our chapter. I look at the season and, and I study the season in First Chronicles chapter 12 and I'm like, man, it sounds like what we're in right now. Um, they were experiencing a season of, of turmoil, insecurity. People really felt unsafe and unsure of their current events. It just wasn't a comfortable time for the nation of Israel. A lot of changes taking place. Thousands of people in this context, I'm going to read our verse in a minute, but within this context, thousands of people were attending King David's inauguration as a king. Right? So we leave Saul, we go to David, which that in and of itself created a sense of insecurity in this world because this is, this is a big change. There's so many changes. Everything was changing politically, socially, financially, the government, everything was changing. So this entire chapter, uh, it's almost like a census. So we read the entire chapter of all the 12 tribes of Israel, and, and it's almost like a census of all the warriors and fighters and, and, and hardened battle men that were uh, listed for David. They would name one tribe, saying, these 10,000 men were good with a spear, these 20,000 men were good with chariots, these 30,000 men were good with shields, the 120,000 men were battle fierce Men ready to do David's bidding. So really, it was an impressive array of a census of all these fighting men that were ready for David. But then in the middle of this chapter, in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, this strange tribe just gets snuck in. Snuck in? Sneaked in? Sneaked it in. Verse 32. Like all of these tribes... Like if I'm in a war and I'm, I'm going to choose any of these other men ready for battle. But then in the middle, it's like from the tribe of Issachar, there were 200 men in this tribe. And all of these men understood the signs of the time and knew what Israel should do. So you have in all this, in this entire chapter, all the 12 tribes with key focus battle-hardened, tough men ready to do battle. Altogether, David had 300,000 men in his army. Out of the 300,000 men in his army, he's got 200 men who were filled with wisdom. So in a way, we're going to see that these 200 men were more valuable to David than the other 280,000 men. You see, because I've come to the conclusion that in my own life, I often enter battles as a result of making decisions that have no insight. How many times have you, are you in a battle, um, let's say uh, Facebook, just as an example, that you're entering into a battle as a result of not understanding what's happening in, the, in your moment right there. Understanding the signs of the times. So the men of Issachar, the Israelites, anytime they had a major decision, they would go to the 200 men. Anytime they had, I mean, I, wouldn't you want to be that person that if somebody's having a tough time, they come for you to, for counsel, and you give them wisdom, and then there are certain people that you don't really want to talk to because you don't want to be influenced by their lack of wisdom. But this is really interesting here. There were 200 men who understood their season, they had insight, 
They had knowledge. They had wisdom. They had experience. And the Bible says they knew exactly what Israel should do. Knowing what to do. So God gives us the, God gives us the edge. Because remember when, when Jesus was ascended to heaven, he says, wait for the promise of the Father. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who's going to lead you to all truth. Ding, 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 ding. You win the prize. The Holy Spirit will lead you to all truth. Now, the thing about truth, truth is not a concept. Truth is a person. And I know in the last several years, we've been hearing this, this phrase, you speak your truth, and I'll speak my truth. Well, that's not my truth. That's your truth. There's no such thing as your truth and my truth. First time I heard that phrase was Oprah Winfrey. You remember her? Years ago. That's good. You continue to speak your truth. There's no your truth and my truth. There's a truth, and his name is Jesus. He's the life. He's the truth, and he's the way. No man comes by the, to the Father except by him. So insight, insight now, we, we often pray for foresight, but what we really need is insight. I'm always saying, God, please, I need help for the future. I need to know if I could just get a glimpse of the future. And this is why people visit palm readers and tar- You're not supposed to do that, right? You know? Everybody understand that, right? I'm not going to have to preach a message. You understand that? Say yes. We don't need foresight. We need insight. I need sight in what I'm going through for the right now. Times, seasons. So life is a succession of moments that we have to discern what God is doing in our time. So we could look at our current events. Everybody knows what's going on, right? The last three and a half months have been kind of crazy. You can look at current events. COVID. Murder hornets. Did they ever make it here? Thank God. We're going to read one day somebody, it snuck into somebody's luggage from Washington and brought it over here. I'm going to be like, who is that person? You better not be here. Murder hornets, racism, protests. You look at that. Sandstorm. Is there a sandstorm coming, I heard? Oh, my gosh. Good Lord. Okay, signs of the times. You look at that. Without Christ, you panic. But you look at that, and then you start reading the Bible, and then you go, then Jesus said, and I remember the words of Jesus where he says, listen, when you see these things happen, look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. So you look at what's happening in our world in the context of Scripture, because I got to tell you, as we get closer to the rapture, things are not going to get easier. So we have a church now, and some churches are, we, we break this power, we stop this, things have to get better, we have to stop this and stop that, and God's like, oh, no, chill, man. Things are going according to plan. Things are going according to plan. What you have to do is not pray that it stopped, but pray that how you can influence that. You are the light of the world. So now Jesus, the Bible tells us that God is the same yesterday, today, forever. But seasons constantly change. So if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, how can things change so drastically? Where Isaiah 43, 19 tells us that God says, Behold, I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Can you see it? And the way that's written in the Hebrew, he actually, in that context, didn't start. But he was wondering if you saw it. See, what God is doing 
You'll miss it with your eyesight, but you'll catch it with your insight. Much of what God does in my life, it's not because I saw it with these eyes, it's because I saw it with these eyes. So what is discernment? What is insight? It's a spiritual intuition that looks deep into the matter of what's happening in our world today. It's being on God's time zone. You ever go to another country and you're like, man, I need to sleep because you're, you're completely in another time zone. When we, went to, when we went to the Netherlands, right? Some of you can t- attest to this. So we left late at night and we're, so they said, oh, sleep on the plane. I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. Yeah, so we slept on the plane for five and a half minutes and then we land seven o'clock their time. 7 p.m. our time, 7 a.m. their time, 7 p.m. our time. So the thing is, they said you cannot sleep because you have to catch up and be in the proper time zone. But during that season, they said, come on, we got to walk around. You got to keep going. Got to keep going. Got to walk around. See the windmill. We're like, whoa, maybe I shouldn't be watching that right now. So I see this thing, and it says, and I said, I don't read Dutch, but does that say espresso? I says, I don't read Dutch, but does that say donut? So the whole day literally felt like when you're not in the right time zone and the right time, you feel like you're dizzy, the world is spinning. And then I'll just say it this way, right, Barbara? Some of us weren't ourselves. And at the end of the trip, we had to ask for forgiveness. We'll just keep it. I'm just putting it mildly. So this is what happens. When we don't get into God's time zone, things never seem right. God is saying, if God is saying things are working according to plan and I'm rebuking it and binding it and casting it out and loosing it, God is like, what in the world are you praying? To understand what is happening now. When you understand what's happening now, it's actually a lot easier to operate in fruit of the Spirit. Because then you're in the mode of learning instead of the mode of trying to prove yourself right. I wonder how things would be different if we put ourselves in a position to learn rather than proving ourselves. You know, it's more important to, be, to learn than it is to be right. I was reading this article a couple of weeks ago about Ford. Ford Motor Company's ex- experienced some difficulties. Sorry if you have a Ford, I'm just reading the article. And so they dropped to the bottom of the car market with their multiple recalls, and they, they put basically the CEO on notice. And, and I'm going to read a quote that one of the board members said to the CEO. He says, every age has its unique challenges, and those who understand the times tend to lead the way. Every age has its unique challenges, and those who understand the times tend to lead the way. What the CEO of Ford is having difficulty with, he wants to build this grand empire, but failing to see the trends of what's happening now. See, God, he never changes, but his ways seem to trend very quickly. So when we see what's happening in our world, let the world accuse us of of walking in peace. Let the world accuse us. Why aren't you panicking? Why are you always so happy? Why are you always so calm? Well, because I'm reading the events through the eyes of the Lord. And this is what happened actually with Christ, right? He understood the times. He knew when to be quiet. Hmm. Let's kind of stay there for a minute. Everybody go, hmm. Jesus knew, he understood the times, and he knew when to hush. That's a lost art. Silence. Silence is power. 
And there are times that I'm silent where people are like, wow, you're so disciplined. I'm like, it's just I don't trust what I'm about to say. He knew. Now, Jesus said to Peter, listen, man, put your sword away. Don't you know I can call 112 legions of angels, 120,000 legions of angels to come down right now? So Jesus understood the sign of the times, and he knew when to shh. But he also knew when to speak up. There were times, because he understood the times, he said to his disciples, the people that he healed, he says, don't tell anybody I'm here. There were times that he hid himself. And then there were times that he revealed himself. Because he understood what's more important than getting your point across is the plan and the positioning that God wants to put you in. This is the difference between GPS and, 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 a, and a map. Remember the, those maps we used to use in the day, Mike? The Rand McNally. Rand McNally, you love that. So I, I kind of like the maps better than the GPS because the, the fault with the map, you knew where you were, where you're going, and how you were getting there. With the GPS, you got this small little picture, and that's kind of all it is. And there were times when my mom would come visit me, and she always, I always faulted her for having a map that was like 10 years old. And I'm like, Mom, you have, to, you have to go to Walmart and get, a, and get a new Rand McNally because the roads change. They plot the whole community here, a whole development here. This road is new. This road. So things are constantly changing. And if you're not upgrading your software and upgrading your map, God is saying, hey, do you see what I'm doing? And you're still trying to preserve yesterday's manna. And God's like, you better catch up. I always want to have my spiritual metabolism right on target with God. Paul says, keep in step with the Spirit. If the Spirit says left, you go left. If the Spirit says go right, you go right. But our world is so, what happened, what's happening in our world, I do not want it to reflect what's happening in here. So as a result, I am able to know the plans of God. I know that the rapture has to happen where Jesus comes back for the church. And I know that during the seven-year tribulation, it ain't going to be a pretty time, but thank God we're not going to be here. So let's get, use an example of what's happening in our world. So we hear the phrase nationalism and globalism and, and capitalism and all these phrases that we throw around. But we do know that during the seven-year tribulation period for which the church is not going to be here is going to be a season of globalism, which is we heard this phrase, one world order, one ruler called the Antichrist. And as a result, the power of America has to be diminished because I don't know if you noticed, but America is not mentioned in the Bible. Look. So America, the power of America has to be even not with the entire world. Why do we need one world ruler, one world order? Because when the, when the Antichrist comes... He's going to be the ruler of the world. So when we see all these things happening and we're praying against the path that is leading towards time and end time results, God is like, no, these things must happen. And when they do happen, look up because I'm coming back. I'm coming back soon. So, they, you know, they say to the sons of Issachar, hmm, okay, so you you know how to make decisions. And the sons of Issachar say, all right, so you know how to win battles. But you know what? I can, I can make decisions that can prevent battles. Hmm. 
I wonder how many battles and wars that I've been in in the last, since COVID started. Three months, three and a half. I wonder how many battles and wars that I have been in that I'm asking you for, I'm asking God, I'm rebuking the devil and the devil's like, I wonder how many battles I've been in as a result of making decisions, not understanding the times. These 200 men analyze. They were not only good at, at science and political science and, and physical science and astrology and astronomy, but they knew the spiritual times. They knew the heart of God. They knew the seasons. They knew. God, see, if you can discern the season you're in, you'll know what God is doing. I want you now to temporarily push to the side trying to figure out God's plans and be interested in God's ways. God's ways is his personality. How do you get to know God? How do you get to know anybody? You spend time with them. So if I want to spend time, if I want to spend, if I want to spend time, another mic. We have a lot of mics. How many mics in the house? Everybody's mic. So I want to spend time with Mike Ouellette. We go out. I don't speak. I want you to get this. If you want to, if you want to learn about something or someone, you don't speak. That's, is, that good, is that good counsel? Right? If I want to learn more about Mike, I listen. So if I want to learn more about God, and one of the things that the Lord has taught me in the last three months, in my because I have always been a person that's prayed, I've always been a person that has read the Bible, but in the last three months, I felt like God just organically put me in a place where I'm able to spend time with him to listen. So when you spend time with somebody, you get to know their persona, their swagger, their feel. How, how are they going to decide? So then you get so wrapped up in his ways that you automatically know his plan because what did he say to Joshua? Hey, wherever you place your foot is going to be good. What? How is it possible that can you get to a place where any of your decisions are made in the will of God? Yes, because if he said that to Joshua and he didn't have the Holy Spirit, imagine us now. We have the power of the Holy Spirit within us. So our prayer needs to be this. Lord, help me to understand the times and help me to know what to do. We're living just like in 1 Chronicles chapter 12. We're living in very tumultuous times. And what the world needs is not a church that's rebuking and binding and hiding in a closet. What the world needs is men and women of God that have a spirit of discernment on their lives that are not afraid to take charge and say, this is what needs to happen. And we don't understand that you shine your brightest, not here. You shine your brightest when you're in the middle of a mess. And that's why I want to find myself in the middle of a mess. Where is the most chaos? I'm going to be right there. And I don't care if anybody accuses me because they accuse Jesus. Wherever it is. And to be able to bring sound, biblical truth and reasoning to what is happening in our world. So right now, as I speak, we are in the middle of a fast-paced, changing world. Nothing is to be taken for granted. And what we need now is people, men and women, who are able to see people through the heart of God. Oh, my goodness. Church, I want to I I help you. 
I want to help you. What we need is discernment and to be able to see people through the heart of God. To listen to people with the heart of God. To talk to people with the heart of God. To seek to understand people through the heart of God. I think when we become so well-versed at quoting scripture, often for toxic reasons, we have so been well-versed at debating. Passing the last three months, I'm an expert debater that we have forgotten that there are people dying on the side of the road that need our assistance, that need the hand of God in our lives. So what we need We need more insight and less insults. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you that you're wrong and I'm right. In Jesus' name, the love of God. That's not the love of God. That's all your craziness happening in your world. Through a lack of, of spending time with God. So this is what I've learned in the last three months. I've learned that I could wake up my cup of coffee, and I could say less. See, we have this thing that prayer means talking. My list. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Silence is a wonderful thing when God is trying to speak. Silence is a wonderful thing when you are trying to become like God. So that when you interact with people, you know what they get? They don't get you. They get God through you. Silence is a beautiful thing. And there's going to be times that when Jesus was silent, you you have to be okay with the fact that you're going to end up being a villain in someone else's storyline. And you have to be okay with the fact that you have no control over that. Discernment means taking a step back. I don't have to respond. I don't have to write him back. I don't have to speak up. But when the time comes, I pray that God places you right in the middle of madness. But Pastor Tony, there's madness in my heart. That God would play. Oftentimes my healing comes when when I'm healing someone else. Oftentimes my peace comes when I try to give somebody else peace. Oftentimes my breakthrough comes when when I'm part of someone else's breakthrough. Insight. What is God trying to do now? And you know what he's trying to do now? Come on, guys. Let's get ready. Jesus, get that angel. Get that trumpet ready. Get it going. Because that trumpet has been sitting for a long time. Probably has, well, there's no dust in heaven, but it probably has dust. Come on, guys. Come on, church. Let's get going. Let's get going. Things are not going to become increasingly better until a time of utopia and peace. Things are going to continue to collapse. Systems will collapse. We're trying to preserve systems, and God is like, I'm trying to bring in a new system. Let your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God is calling you out. The last three months, you know what the Lord has done in your life in the last three months? In the last three months, God has fine-tuned some of your giftings in your life. Fine-tuned. Why in the last three months? Because things are sharpened under pressure. Things get revealed under pressure. And in the last three months, unbeknownst to you, and I'm releasing it to you, the word of knowledge, and unbeknownst to you, the last three months, giftings in your life have been sharpened. I want you to pay attention to this because we're an equipping church. We're a family, yes, but we're more appropriately an army. 
Everyone here has a job to do. Everyone here has a task to accomplish. And your healing will come through fulfilling the word of God and the will of God in your life. God, give us discernment what's happening for year 2020. (laughs) Give us understanding. Help us to see what we're living through the way you're seeing this, Father. All these things happening. Give us your eyes. I pray this week, this is my prayer over you, this week, that someone would come to you looking for sound wisdom and insight. And you would share with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. This week is the week for you to preach. Not through your lips, through your life. This week. Father God, I just thank you for this group of men and women. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Father, because you are God. You never change. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. But Lord, dramatically different over the years, Lord. And it's not because you don't, can't make up your mind. It's really because we're, we're in a season of readiness and new understanding, Father. Help us, Lord, to understand, discern. We do that. Wake up in the morning. You're trying to overtake the world. You're trying to be successful. You're trying to be more than an overcomer. But you rush through your seven and a half minutes of time with God in the morning and expect that to take you through your day. Don't make, it, don't make that my time with God, my prayer time. Make it a life of prayer. From the time you wake up, from the time you go to bed. Just pray without ceasing. God, what are you trying to say in this moment? What are you trying to accomplish in my life? Go kingdom on this now. Don't make it about God's plan for my life. Oh, God has a plan for my life. Make it about God's plan for mankind, and you just happen to be a part of it. God can show you the whole picture, the Rand McNally, give you full insight. But what's more important is, what is he doing in my life right now? Why is that person always attacking me? I'm going to figure out a way to speak up for myself. No, maybe they're attacking you because you prayed, God, work on my pride. (laughs) You see, when you say, God, give me patience, guess what? He's going to send situations your way to help you practice patience. If you pray, Lord, help me to be kind, guess what? He's going to send mean people your way. Lord, help me to forgive. He's going to send situations your way to help you practice that muscle. So, Lord, what is it that you're trying to teach me in this moment? going to sing this song. Thank you for listening. Tony Paolo is the lead pastor of Restoration Church. If you would like more information, go to restorationchurchri.com.